This is KTFM's podcast. Good morning, George City, and welcome to today's edition of 103 Politics on KT 103.9 FM. I am Talk Morgan. As the nation continues to find solutions to the ravaging cases of insecurity, stakeholders from different uh, sectors have come up with a different solution with some uh, th- believing that uh, restructuring the nation will uh, give uh, leeway into finding a lasting solution while others believe that having state police will also be a solution to the problem but the big question is who is behind all this are these cases uh, of insecurity uh, politically motivated or are they just uh, born out of uh, criminal mindedness some have said it is poverty while others believe it is extremism well today on the show we will be looking at the state of the nation and uh, event in recent past with me in the studio is Woodyama Paul Gindri. he is a political commentator and uh, I understand he's so much into farming as well, animal farming. Yes, sir. Uh, good morning and uh, good to have you. Good morning, Jaws. Good morning, Talk Morgan. Nice to be in the studio. Great. Uh, you can follow the conversation on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KTFM Jaws. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KTFM Jaws. And you can also uh, call our phone line on 081039 0810390437 remember you can always listen to our podcast at www.anchor.fm/kt-1039-fm okay so let's uh, start the state of the nation if you look at the news this morning you discover that almost every state is recording one form of killing or the other by either bandits or kidnapping or you hear of assassinations or attempted assassinations in the country before we begin to look at uh, the different you know killings uh, the security issues let's look at it generally what is your take about the situation in the country now when it comes to security Hmm. Uh, i think uh, one of the major problems we have as a nation uh, we shouldn't look at it from an island perspective. We should look at it from a broad perspective. Okay. Why am I saying we should look at it? It is an international problem playing out. And Nigeria is part of an international problem, which uh, if the COVID-19 is there, they, there's insurgency in, in the sub-Saharan Africa, spreading right through the Arab world. You find that there are a lot of insurgency. It's playing out from that point to this to this part of the nation mm-hmm. because um it's partly a international political game that is playing out internationally so and uh, unfortunately nigerian leaders are playing into those international politics which our borders are very porous uh we've not empowered our people which poverty is playing another big role uh there's a uh, what do you call a land grab internationally from different kinds of people apart from that there's a, a rush for resources, resources worldwide yeah. which all plays out to arm proliferation internationally which nigeria is not an exception uh, a, a serious case study that nigeria needs to look at is congo because congo has 
similar problems that we're having when you have uh, people from Rwanda coming in, uh, rebels, and they're taking control of a larger country from Uganda. People mm. are crossing over. When you look at our borders in northern Nigeria, bordering Cameroon, Niger, Chad, people are coming in from those places and it's, it's, a, it's a rush for Nigeria. Is, once you travel every, anywhere in the world and you see 10 black people, one must be a Nigerian. And we, we seem to have some certain level of, of uh, stability before. So everyone in within the sub-Saharan region, mm. most especially West Africa, sees Nigeria as a bedrock for an opportunity like the, the American dream. Mm. There's, there, there's this rush to let's go to Nigeria. And there's unfortunately uh, a religious in, in, in tune is coming into this thing. So it's an international problem which uh, our leaders unfortunately are playing into it and um, uh, it's unfortunate that a lot of us will be hurt. Hmm. All right. So uh, we see uh, the uh, issue of insecurity started from uh, the days of, you know, the militants and uh, it shifted to the north when the Boko Haram started. Mm. And gradually it began to spread across the northern region, most especially the northeastern region. Yeah. Before we started recording issues of attacks in the middle belt and also reprisal attacks then bandits now came in cattle mm. rustling you now have kidnappers now looking at all these uh, you know developments now we have the southeast uh, becoming a very unsafe place for mostly public workers yeah now the situation how did we get to this point okay. what do you think is responsible for all this okay there, there are a lot of things that that has played out but i'll just take two main reasons two main issues that cost us to where we are today okay number one is a systemic failure of the governments from past not just immediate past administration from 1960 when nigeria was handed over to nigeria uh, to Nigerians from the colo uh, colonialists, this thing started. It started deteriorating. Mm. I think from all the past governments. Okay, let me give you an example. We have, we don't have a national plan. We don't. The first national plan was brought from uh, Tafabolewa. That was the first national plan, and it ran to the point where there was the coup. Uh, Agui Ronsi ran with it for a bit, and then. They threw away that national plan. The next thing that happened was Yakubugan came with the second national, national plan. plan. And they ran with it before their, their administration went away. There, there was a third national plan, which it, it existed to the point where Obasanjo handed over to Shagari. From that point, we never had any national plan. Mm. Then how can a country grow? The country kept deteriorating. And there, there are a series of what we call uh, uh, recessions that has happened internationally that mm. affected Nigeria. Nigeria. And then mm. we have not made any national plan to build this country. That is one of the main things. And then corruption came in. It's a systemic failure. Nepotism came in. We just had all those problems. And then a religious inclination came into it. And it just doubles everything. Once you want to sustain any, any crisis in the world, just put religion to it it will sustain itself. So you'd see everyone from a, another uh, angle. The second problem was in, 19, in 2009, there was a report that the British Council did concerning the youth population in Nigeria. In Nigeria. 
they came up with a concise report and gave it to good luck jonathan he looked at it and he said see we have a time bomb happening that was what gave birth to the the nsas pro protest it's that that thing is still there lingering it's, in fact i'm more afraid of the youths rising up than the kidnappers and the, I'm, I'm even more afraid of that because when they when the youth will explode again, it, it's going to, the, the country will tear down. So what, what, what am I saying? When that report came, they said, okay, see, uh, we don't have jobs, there's poverty, there's this. Okay, let's come up with a program. That's why UWIN came in to be, Shopee came in to be. And those programs are thwarted, are thrown away. There's no empowerment. And people are getting, uh, what do you call it, uh, disenfranchised or they're not happy with the system. So it will end up boiling back to that problem these two main problems is a serious problem our, and another major thing is our borders are very porous mm. let me let me let's look at um, okay so at, before you talk about our porous borders let's take a short break so that okay. when we return you can have more time to share with us what uh, you wanted to say no it is kt 103.9 fm stay with us Radio KT 103.9 FM in Barkiladi Riam Federal Constituency representing Barkiladi Riam Federal Constituency in the National Assembly, Rep. Dr. Simon Mwatkon is inviting his constituents, community development associations, opinion leaders, community leaders, civil society organizations, and the general public to be part of the public hearing for the proposed alteration to certain provisions of the 1999 Constitution as amended, which is scheduled to hold as follows Tuesday 1st and Wednesday 2nd, June 2021. Venue, Crispan Hotel, Yingi, Rayfield, Joss, Plateau State. Time, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Signed, Comrade Friday Bako, Director, Media and Publicity. To get your day moving at Cock Crow, you need a feel of the morning edition on KT 103.9 FM with Big Blunt, the super duper radio controller. Mondays to Fridays, make your opinions known on the wake up call from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Talk issues and prefer solutions. Enjoy some sporting stories at 8.30 a.m. Then wrap it up on 103 Politics from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. The morning edition, your media motivation daily. All right, welcome back to 103.9 FM. It is 18 minutes past top of the hour, 9 o'clock. The program is 103 Politics. I am Talk Morgan and still with me in the studio is Woodyama Paul Gendry. And we are looking at the state of the nation. So before we went on that break, you were about to talk on the border issues and how porous the Nigerian border is. Yes. Go ahead. 
you know um one i was trying to explain the border between cameroon and adama mm. we have 24 routes 24 routes 24 just in adamawa state yes in adamawa state we have 24 routes but out and are the are these secured routes no they're not it's only four immigration officers that you'd find in these 24 routes how can they manage those routes they are understaffed they are they they, they are on demand or if i can if i can use that kind of word the the borders are very porous that is why at the end of the day whether you like go to niger is the same thing go to our border with benny is the same is the same thing i'm telling you we're very open we're very vulnerable as a nation Mm. we're very vulnerable everybody people come in and go out but try entering cameroon try to enter cameroon from nigeria you don't have a passport they would you would you face some resistance but our borders are so open everybody pass as they want it's a problem we need to check me so so this problem you are talking of is it a problem of uh, government or of border communities because uh, we've heard government officials okay. over time say that even those in border communities you know do not report issues <laughs> and so they are aiding all these foreigners okay. to come in and they hide them okay let me let me give you an example let me let me just tell you during colonial times yes did we create the borders number one it's the europeans that created the, the borders for nigerians and at the border town you would find two tribes living on both sides of the border and uh you you can be in nigeria and you have cousins in cameroon do you understand what i'm saying so but if if you are able to to decipher okay you have this they, they should be documented on the other side and this should be documented, documented. Hey, yeah you can visit you can cross the border and visit your cousins and come back that is different but there are aliens that come from different parts of the world and use those borders and sneak through how can you okay we've had we've we've had people moving cattle for hundreds of years through these borders and all of a sudden overnight you just expect to call and for for 50 the last 30 years i've been seeing people pass with cows to go through nigeria from cameroon then all of a sudden i should just start reporting that i've seen this and that what's the work of the government the situation has changed yeah i know the, the, the security see, right now the, is the, very, the thing is a very uh you see know, we're, we're, 100, we're, we're 120 million people in nigeria we we need to employ more people that will work in our borders we have the capacity to employ people to work in our borders so it's a systemic failure of the government i won't blame any community but w- will the system work if citizens don't support the system and no, see let me tell you it takes someone to to push through you understand if if you are honest as a government mm. the citizens will end up being honest if for example let me give you an example the way our politicians drive their cars on the road the bullies on the road then lawless people will end up bullying people on the road too that is what happens so when a governor drives properly and follows the traffic rules everyone in the state will follow suit that is how a system works so if the government does not show the citizens how to work the people will go into chaos that's just it all right let's go to issue of kidnapping and uh, we thought that uh, we will be seeing the end to Mm. kidnapping but recently in niger state some uh, kids from an Islamia school we are, we are taking 
and the Greenfield students were released just recently. Yeah. Now you hear of this happening. We've seen videos of bandits operating in broad daylight, particularly in Niger State. I saw the video and I saw people running. I was like, man, what is happening? Now, do you see this as a like a poor handling from the government or these guys even come to communities I, i'm sure you saw that video they <laughs> yeah. came to the community members of these communities were just standing and looking at them <laughs> while they were doing their thing yeah you know um i i, I shouldn't overflog this word mm. systemic failure systemic failure of the government mm. once you have a system failure you find things like this and once you see Kidnapping on the rise, armed robbery on the rise, uh, attack on government facilities, attacks on schools is an indication for insurrection. This, this, this is a marker to show you that, see, man, we need to wake up as a nation and walk and walk fast, very, very fast to solve the problems we have on ground. The problems of Nigeria are enormous. See, look at Mexico today. They have the same problems we are having. Their kidnapping is 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 something else. Go to Colombia is something else. See, it's just like a cat that has tasted blood of a chicken. He would always come back to that poultry hmm. to get another chicken. So it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a problem. It's a problem. Th these people have tasted blood, and they've known money. They would always come back and say, Ah, it's a simple way out. So has the government done enough to protect our schools no. from these kidnappers? No. And uh, what do you think uh, about no. its approach? I think I think uh, our, our governments have not done enough. And what is on their plate is too much for them to eat. I think the government should get to a point to open up and allow the public to begin to take some matters into their hands. For example, when you go to some to the U.S., you find universities having their own security outfits. The, the government should allow universities to have their security outfits. Communities should be able to have their security outfits. That is, you're talking about recruiting personal securities, not yes. to rely on the federal security. Yeah, the, the federal security can be there, you understand. But they still have theirs. They, and, but the university should have theirs. The, the, the schools should have theirs. And it should be. It should be. We, we, we have the capacity as a nation to do that. Because... Uh, See University of Joss, how open it is. The, 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 the school, the, the students are not in school now. They, they had to move out of school because of security threat. But if the university had its own security system, students will still be in school. They can checkmate the problems. And if the problem will be beyond them, the community security comes in to help. And if it's going to be more, the state security, uh, if there is a state police, they will come and help. And the federal police will come and help. So they, they, it's important that we look at it from that. They, it's too much. And the proliferation of arms has, is in the increase. is high. So how do you checkmate that? So you, you need to allow people to be able to have a... a a sense of developing their own security. So I, I know uh, when President Buhari came into power, he inaugurated a committee that is supposed to mop up arms, small arms, mm. in uh, the country. And uh, we, this is where we are. You just talked about the proliferation of 
arms in the country and with what the president did uh, would you say they had done uh, so much uh, to reduce the situation or uh, that was just another waste of time as uh, some people will believe it's like um taking a screech with the tire and it's rolling in one place mm. we've not moved ahead we've not gone back uh, uh rather it's uh, it's just a waste of time but yeah they, they tried what they could to see if they could mop out but once sentiments come into such committees and you're looking at a, a particular region and then collecting arms from those people and not collecting from, from another, another region it, it, then the the aim to the problem has been defeated so uh, if i'm if i don't feel safe the next thing is how can i secure myself if i don't feel safe if my community doesn't feel safe how do i defend myself how do we defend ourselves as a community uh, it's, it's unfortunate that it's painful because one of my, my niece is part of those people that i kidnapped in this greenfield university yeah I, it's it's very shocking what you feel how you feel I, what, what is this at the end of the day mm. you know families have to come around putting heads together to be able to raise funds and and you're, you're constantly praying and thinking about your your daughter there it's it's sad so the next thing that i'll start thinking ah uh, what what do i do i'm thinking of it too how can i secure myself i have to think of to secure myself because the government has not done it right for me when 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 all this uh, issue of uh, banditry and kidnapping started we saw some governors you know having interactions with some of these bandits and uh, we also saw videos of these bandits saying that they were actually contracted politically to come and and run some affairs but we know we have also heard uh, from other angles that this is uh, a movement to uh, to be able to religiously uh, turn the country in now from all these narratives mm. what do you think is this true situation uh actually we are there are no gray areas to this <laughs> you understand mm. it's it's a movement by some few individuals which i don't know uh, how would i put it there there must be a conspiracy theory whatever that is happening okay when there's a theory then it goes to a fact and mm. then it comes to reality mm. so my point is there must be people that are are religiously motivated to see that okay let me get the whole of this nation to be one religion am i making sense and when you build a militia you must find fallouts there are people that might not fall into the ideology of the initial startup hmm. then it translates into banditry it translates into kidnapping some would fall out to be arm robbers but it's the same course that is going it's the same movement and it weakens and it's 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 siphoning money from from true citizens like you and i and funding a central nonsense that is happening in Nigeria because how do they get to buy those arms you ask yourself uh, th these are ways that they, they siphon money to buy arms and to sustain what they are doing it's, it's, it's a serious issue it's a serious issue 
All right, if you're just joining us, this is 103 Politics on KT 103.9 FM. I have been uh, discussing with Woodyama Paul Gendry. We are looking at the state of the nation. You can join this conversation on 08-1039-04737, 08-1039-04737, or you can drop a comment on 08061-665120. 08061665120. You can as well follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KTFM Jaws. Let's go to the south southeast. Mm. The uh, agitations by the IPOB. Mm. Now we've heard from the southwest where you hear agitations for Odudua. Republic, yep. and you have the IPOB still put, putting, you know, pressure, and the situation in the southeast now has become a very scary one. That even uh, some groups in the north are already issuing travel advisories. Mm. Now, what what is your take on the happening in the mm. southeast, most especially the attacks on government facilities? Okay, let's let's draw back a bit. You know, okay. I love history. Okay. Uh, number one, look at the dynamics of Nigeria. You know, when the colonialists came, the northern part of Nigeria was easily governed by by the British colonies mm. because they had a system that was working for them. That was working for them, and an indirect rule was passed. Mm. Look at the dynamics of the South South. The that's Midwest, yeah, <laughs> way that's back. Yes, you know, and the the what do you what do you call the Southwest yeah. and then the the Southeast. Southeast. They they were not governed. They were they were they they had series of clashes between between the British colonists and 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 the 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 natives of those places. So you should understand that. The dynamics of people from that angle of the world, they, they want a high and a, a great sense of freedom. You know, that gave birth to the Biafran War. <laughs> you understand? I'm with you. And apart from that, it's, it's, it's a recurring decimal. Today, we're seeing that thing trying to play out again. And why? You ask yourself a question. Do you feel marginalized they feel uh they feel that okay we've we've not been given the opportunity to to be president in nigeria mm -hmm. most of the oil and gas is picked from our region and you know there, there are a lot of things that are playing out see sir i think one of the solutions we should we should think of is restructuring nigeria and let's 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 look at that thing seriously uh, if we don't, uh, we would end up in a serious crisis. Because I told you that once you see government establishments are being attacked, you see police stations attacked, checkpoints are attacked, schools are attacked, it's, it's an ind indication for insurrection. See, uh, and let's not play politics with this thing. This, these are things that will hurt both sides of the divide. When it comes down to it, uh, it won't. It won't. The the IPOP people will have will, will have losses. People from the north will have losses. From the middle belt will have losses. 
southwest we would have serious losses so the best form is for us to have a referendum sit down discuss these issues and no politics let's look at this thing seriously and solve our problems see even in the same house do you do you really see a referendum as the best solution to the problem see I'm, I'm telling you without without a referendum would be our best solution at this point in time because without a referendum the people will pick up arms at the end of the day and it will be a serious loss to to many people see even in the same family sorry let me land okay even in the same family when you have brothers mm. uh, at a certain point in time you are expected to grow and to go and build your home yes nigeria is in that stage that we have grown to a point for everyone to go and build his home thank you very much so at the certain point in, at this point in time i would say please let's go to looking at having restructuring nigeria to regional governance and have a central government that will help us without that i think we'll have a problem all right so um recently between friday and yesterday mm. quite a number of uh, top governments and uh, top government officials and mm. vips have either been assassinated or uh, have been attacked now you see uh, we talked about the former aide to the former president. president yes. Uh, good luck, Jonathan. Yeah. That's talking about Ahmad Golak. Yes. Then uh, there is a provost, a uh, prison provost in Imo State that's mm. been killed as well. Uh, the governor himself almost, uh, mm -hmm. you know, esca he got attacked. He escaped <laughs> yeah. being attacked yesterday. Yeah. And you just have all these issues cropping up. Yeah. Now, for for the the former aide who was killed in Imo State, uh, what does this send to you? It's it sends fear, shock, shiva because um, this, this this those were precedents that led to the civil war in Nigeria. When you have leaders from a particular region being killed, and then so the sentiments begin to fall in, and then we we start having problems, and we end up at that point. Mm. It's, it's shake, it will send shock, fear when you see things happening. But I would, I'll tell you that, sir, in all fairness, uh, there, there has been a mistake from the, the side of the government to, to secure such an individual. Maybe there, there, there are individuals that are, that, are, that are saying he had his own problems, meddling into their own politics and and having issues with the primaries that led to having the governor in Imo state and at that same point he was almost assassinated he barely escaped another assassination attempt happened to him he, the police saved him he got into this state if i am that kind of individual and i know that i'm going to that kind of state and my life is threatened i'll look for the police so that i have security around me he just went in quietly without informing the police and this thing happened and now it's, bec it's becoming a national issue so i think it's 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 a bad thing so uh, is what you just said now are you uh, saying the police uh, are right because they actually said well he didn't inform <laughs> them of his movement and well that is why uh, <laughs> what happens to him happened even if the the, the police should have proper intelligence they know what we do they know our movements if, if you know that someone's life is at stake and he has a problem you should give him security even if he doesn't tell you he's coming into town he, he's he's within the the, the, the cost, your custody you should protect him 
even if you know that his life is a threat that's why people go to police station and say this man threatened me and then they will put some level they would warn the person don't come close to this person if it if it continues they find security to put around you they should they should have stepped in at at at, at least well the governor has come out to say that it is politically motivated while the police has fingered ipop uh, members particularly the ones that were uh, neutralized yesterday yeah. from the information they got from the driver who was actually carrying the lead Ahmad Golak to the hospital, I mean, to the airport. Yeah. Now, what do you make of these co- two contradi- contradicting, you know, claims? You know, at this point in time, it's, it's collateral damage. Everybody wants to manage the crisis. So there will be blame games running from here and there. The truth is actually there. He's killed. That's the truth. The truth is it's becoming a problem for us as a nation. You understand? But the let, let's be very frank the, these people once you have a house divided against itself it won't stand you have issues coming up on there it's, it's so those it, it still boils down to this systemic failure government systemic failure it still boils down to it okay. because it starts with a common man being killed on the farm and the government doesn't take an action it will go to a, a word head being killed to a king to a politician to presidency advisors am i making sense to you because once you don't take an action in solving a little problem it grows Mm. and it becomes a major problem Mm. so i believe governments should wake up and solve the problems once you hear okay a community being attacked and a unknown gunman have killed people in this community Mm. i expect the government should stand up on their feet and and face that problem and solve it without solving such problems you have the life of a nigerian is becoming like a chicken it doesn't have value that is why now it has gotten to a point that politicians life too is not having value anymore okay all right let's get this call good morning good morning and welcome tell us your name and make your contributions yeah. i remember all right charles clifford go ahead Yes, uh, honestly, I want to commend some good members of this banded staff of what happened on Thursday at Rio. We trust you that collection of hoodlums has gone to attack that community there. And they are about numbering uh, them, if I'm not mistaken. And these banded staff members. One or eight of them, they tell those guys they were able to give for wounded some of them. So, one of the uniform men died by the Are you with me? I'm with you. Go ahead. So, yes, one of the uniform men lost his life at the process. Okay. Now, you know that some of these ones that escaped with conscious death are dead in the funniest part of it now. Oh, uh, uh, Charles, Charles, uh, can you can you repeat? You, Charles, can you repeat yourself? Charles, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Charles? Hello. Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, can you repeat yourself? You said something about Bauchi. I didn't quite get that. Yes, I said numbering 
seven of these uh, seventy of these men went to attack a village in Rio. Okay. And some members of this disbanded staff, we are just about eight of them. They repelled this guy that night. This shooting was going on for more than an hour. And they were able to kill four of them and then wounded some. So one of the uniformed men like. And at the end of the day, at the course of investigation, some of these hoodlums that escaped with gunshots were later arrested in Bauchi. And this case now, I'm telling you, has been given to a human human to investigate. Do you think we'll get justice from it? Okay. You know, we almost ran yesterday here in, in Joss. Yes. Simply because some group of persons has come up to make a protest threatening people that someone has been killed in another state and because of that, you want to cause problems here in this state. I am calling on the securities to wake up. Such things should stop. When a life is lost somewhere, if you think that that life is more important to you than Nigerians, gather yourself and go to that state, that scene where that thing happened, and do whatever you can do, and allow us to stay in peace here in Plateau State. All right. Uh, thank you, Charles. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I was going to ask this question because um, we, we, we saw how uh, people kept making statements from different angles and this particular case of Ahmad Gulag, what does it pertain for a national security and unity? You respond to that after this uh, call. Good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Thank you. My name is Suleiman, officer. I'm calling from Kukumi. God bless you, sir. Quickly, go ahead and make your comment. Yes, you know, what's happening in Nigeria, let's just keep praying and let's just keep hoping to do the right thing. I think this is the right time that all of us will have to put our hands and legs. So like, let's, if there is any criminal within your state, within your community, and push these criminals to the government authority so that they will deal with them once and for all. But once we are hiding criminal within us, we are not going to go anywhere because that criminal you are hiding, it will come back to your house and destroy you. And you see what happened with Gulag, you know, killing of this person. The police have confirmed now this is the person or this is the group that have said that. But we are putting sentiment on it after the police have said it. Everything they have investigation of it. Now the government has to do something urgent before these people bring problems. So, so when you, you say when when you say uh, sentiment is being brought in, what do you mean? Who is putting sentiment where? Sorry? I think we really we really need to understand the terminology sentiment here. Yeah. They're just contradicting uh, comments, but I don't see anything one should call sentiment in that uh, presentation. Well, let's uh, take a short break, and when we return, we will continue with the conversation. Stay with us. It's 103.9. I told you. Turning up the heat this season. On the Brunch to Lunch show, also known as the PTL, it is a perfect blend of magic, fun, and edutainment. Tune in to the Brunch to Lunch show every weekdays from 11 a.m. Hey, that's only half of it. Money Wise, 103 Woman, 103 Box Office, Trending Songs, in no particular order, mu- Music Therapy, and Mind Your Language. 
Hi, we are KT 103.9 FM and we are making you an offer to come advertise and expand your customer base as well as increase your market space. Come give your establishment a new face as we appeal to the will of your treasured and prospective clients. We are heard by those ready, willing and capable of approaching you with a positive deal. We give your events that golden touch that leaves your prospective guests desiring a taste, a touch and an eagerness to attend your event. So take a golden step. Reach out to us on 070-3615-2315-080-3053-1458. You can also send a mail at ktfmjoss at gmail.com. We are the voice of truth and you are the sound of our economy. While we speak, you're heard, understood, and approached. Advertise with us. Advertise with a trusted voice. Advertise with KT 103.9 FM. It's... 103.9. I told you. All right, welcome back to 103 Politics on KT 103.9 FM. It is 13 minutes to the top of the hour. 08103904737 is the number in case you want to join the conversation or you can send in your message to 08061665120. Good morning. Can you Hello, good morning. Oh man, the connection is not really good. Yeah, how about that? Can you read me? Okay, I can read you clear. Go ahead. All right, but Billy, I really apologized. You may have to call back or maybe uh, change your location. Uh, this message says, sorry, but the bitter peel presently playing out in Nigeria is religious. Uh, it is just a few coloration dragging all geopolitical zones into it unless it is addressed. Uh, this message has no name. Hello. Okay, I, th- I think we can manage. Let's uh, see. Okay, I think it should be a little problem. Let me try as quickly as possible. Go ahead. You see, the problem with the political issue in Nigeria is for them to Until the day the whole is written, around people are turned down, and then issue of referendum rights. If not, the can never I really, I really, really wish we uh, could go further with that call, but then uh, it's not very clear. He mm. also uh, talked about a referendum. You mentioned referendum earlier on. Yeah. Now, the question here is uh, from what... Uh, uh, Charles said earlier on after mm. it's called you know the killing of this uh, chieftain of the All Progressive Congress mm. in the Southeast mm. what does it portend and how do you think it mm. should be handled 
the presidency, remember, did come out to say everything is fine in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Garbashi, who did mention that, uh, he's the presidential spokesman, and he said everything is very fine. But with the situation right now, <laughs> is everything truly fine? If everything is not fine, how can it be handled so mm. that what happened in town yesterday it should, not uh, happen. should not happen? Or what people are, I, are, are speculating will happen you, you, should you, not happen? You know, anywhere in the world. Okay, before you uh, proceed. Okay. Good morning. Hello, good morning. Sorry, Saloki, go ahead. happening but let's go back to the question okay you know um how can things be handled so that we don't have problems mm. <laughs> and, and looking at the the the, see, the the statements from the presidency see let me tell you it's anywhere you see crisis in the world truth is not said when you kill truth then you have a proper fuel for igniting serious crisis well, if the presidency is saying that everything is okay, <laughs> yesterday people were running in jaws. Hmm. It's it's not okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a dicey situation. How do you solve this problem? It's a serious problem. How do you solve it? It takes deep wisdom for you to manage such a problem. Just one word can just offset and then this country goes into chaos. But let me just tell you something. Is it right that uh, a leader in South-South is killed and then there's no turmoil and then a leader from Northern Nigeria is killed and then there's turmoil? There's favoritism somewhere. Something is not playing out right. Equal justice should be given to everyone. If a leader in the South-South is killed or attacked, the same reaction should happen by the government, the government should rise up and speak, you know, and, and do things fast. If anyone in the north is killed, everybody should rise up and we should solve the problem. I started by saying that when a common man is killed on the farm, like those guys, these rice farmers rice in Meduguri yes. that were killed and and nobody took any serious action about it. No, Nobody is apprehended and brought to book. It would translate to a community head. It would translate to a, a politician. And it was translated to the topmost leaders in the country. So, see, governance is not about entering your siren and then blowing siren and then 
puffing up and then bullying everybody on it governance is beyond that governance is for you to manage little problems as slow as that let me tell you rona reagan in 1984 a, a small child of of four years old fell into a well he left texas he left the washington dc and came down to texas see there's a bocos boy that what that witnessed that problem uh, that witnessed that incident they even named him rona reagan mapak mapis ron that's his name a president left the capital city and came to that place to see that the problem is solved these people are killed on the farm is there anybody from the presidency that went there i know that they have their their their, their routine their that at least uh, 72 hours must be given security must be checked before the president goes there but after the 72 hours why didn't you go there you understand? Hmm. Uh, Gulak is killed in a where do you call it? Emo State. I, Emo State. Is there anybody from the presidency that has gone there to try and douse the uh, tension? Or maybe come uh, up not uh, where up not attention. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hmm. The, the, these are issues. When we take things so trivially in this country, we will end up in chaos. You understand? See, see the life of a a, a boy in a hospital. Simp this test tube. That we put children incubators in the hospital. The life of that boy or that girl is very important. See, a governor should be able to, when people are, do, are, are not able to, to, to solve problems in the hospital, he should be able to step in there and, and solve problems. So, governance is beyond driving your jeep and flying in planes and going and have a paraphernalia meetings, reading speech. Governance is beyond that. This is reality now it's the problem that is on ground let's solve the problem that is governance systemic failure all right we'll find a way of getting that system corrected yeah. i'm sure that once this conversation continues mm. i will certainly get to that point mm. thank you so much uh Woodyama paul gendry thank you sir. for coming to share your thoughts with us on the state of the nation mm. and this is the much we'll be taking on the show apologies to those whose calls i will not be able to take this morning join us tomorrow for another interesting edition of 103 politics my name is talk morgan thank you for listening to ktfm's podcast you can follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at ktfm jaws or you can send us an email to ktfmjaws at gmail.com